we all make mistakes, decisions that we regret, things we'd like to do over, like not buying Bitcoin when you first heard about it at $1. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. At times, therapy has helped me and my loved ones in many ways. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major traumas. With the right guide, you can discover effective strategies to minimize distractions and truly connect with your needs, setting the stage for a more balanced life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge take a moment visit betterhelp.com slash gold today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp help.com slash gold let's talk finance wouldn't it be convenient to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one spot yahoo finance does just that it consolidates your portfolio views and offers expert analysis making it easier to manage your investments Let's not beat around the bush. You want to grow your portfolio, fight inflation, pay off debts, and achieve financial freedom. Yahoo Finance provides the news, data, and tools to make that happen. You may think you've covered all the bases, savings, researching, and investing smartly. But to truly excel, you need Yahoo Finance in your corner. A holistic perspective is crucial for success, and Yahoo Finance ensures you have it. With a massive community of over 90 million users monthly, Yahoo Finance is here to guide you on your path to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. The Peter Schiff Show. Well, the Japanese yen just fell to a new seven-year low relative to the U.S. dollar. It's now about 116 yen to the dollar. The yen peaked out at about 80 to the dollar before it began this uh, rather significant reversal, all as a result of Abenomics, right? The idea that you can stimulate your economy by creating inflation. And in fact, the Japanese have created quite a bit of inflation, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. Uh, yet they're continuing to put the monetary pedal to the metal. The news last night that uh, pushed the currency to a new low was the speculation that the planned increase in the sales tax might be delayed. Now, that was part of Abenomics, was increasing the sales tax. Back in April, they increased the national sales tax from 5% to 8%. There's another 2% increase scheduled for later next year to bring the, the tax to 10%. And that second phase, the second part of the increase, is now in question as to it being delayed. And why do they want to delay the increase in the sales tax? Because the economy is not nearly as strong as they had hoped, and Abe's popularity just hit a new record low. You see, the whole idea was that they would create all this demand by causing prices to rise, and, and therefore the economy would be strong enough to withstand the higher sales tax because, of course, the government in Japan needs the revenue because it has all this debt. 
So it was going to have a more vibrant economy, and then it was going to get extra revenue to help pay back the debt. Well, the problem is they're not getting a vibrant economy. Just like I said, uh, what they're getting is an economy that now is struggling because now uh, the consumer in Japan has to deal with rising prices. And rising prices only compound the economic problems in Japan. It doesn't lessen them. Maybe that's why they don't want to raise the sales tax again because prices are already rising without that. So you don't, you don't want to add insult to injury by putting another sales tax increase on top of rising prices. But remember, the idea was that the, the thing that would motivate the Japanese consumer would be rising prices. Yet rising prices is now a barrier. But, I mean, anybody could have told them that. Clearly, uh, consumers can spend more if prices are low. Causing the price of goods to go up is not going to stimulate demand. It's going to retard demand. Only a central banker and maybe a Wall Street analyst could somehow uh, concoct this ridiculous theory that it's rising prices that stimulate consumption and falling prices somehow stimulate depression. None of that is true, and the Japanese are finding this out the hard way. But one of the interesting things about the weakness in the yen that we saw last night is that it didn't spill over into the gold market. You know, it's kind of ironic, but the yen and the gold and gold have kind of been moving in the same direction, whereas the yen gets weaker, the gold price gets weaker. So it's like the more yen they're printing, uh, the lower the price of gold. And that might be counterintuitive if you understand uh, how gold measures the value of currencies. Because if they're going to print more yen, if they're creating inflation, that should be bullish for gold. And in fact, in terms of yen, the gold price has obviously held up a lot better this year than it has relative to the dollar. But yen weakness has spilled over into gold weakness because of the strength in the dollar. Because when the yen goes down, the dollar goes up. The dollar goes up, people sell gold because they see, oh, this is a strong dollar. But it's not really a strong dollar. It's a weak yen manifesting itself in the strength of the dollar, which is undercutting the support for gold. But overnight, we had a pretty good rally, or not actually overnight, in the U.S. trading session is where gold saw most of its gains. So gold actually rose uh, about $15, despite the fact that the yen was down. Now, gold's had a rocky ride, a very volatile ride over the last few trading sessions, because remember, it closed last week with its biggest gain in over a year. Gold was up better than $30, and it gave up at least $20 of that rally yesterday. And today it gained back about 15 uh, bucks of that. So it's now close to the high it was at on Friday. Gold stocks have had an even uh, more tumultuous three days, uh, just uh, with even bigger uh, rallies and bigger declines. But to me, again, the action that we're seeing looks very suspicious for a bottom. The volatility following the capitulation and when I'm looking at the news stories and, and watching tele financial news and once in a while somebody talks about gold, nobody is looking at this as an opportunity to buy as a long-term bottom. There isn't a single strategist I've seen say, hey, this is a great long-term buy for gold or gold stocks. I've seen some people, and again, they're even rare, talking about buying it for a trade. Maybe there'll be a bounce, right? You can nibble at it. 
you know, gold might be oversold. We can get a little tradable bounce here or get a bounce in the mining stocks. But that's it, right? The idea is that we're going to get like a dead cat bounce. So maybe you can, you can trade that. Uh, but we're going lower. There's really nobody uh, in the mainstream of investing who looks at a potential bottom in gold. I mean, a significant bottom. Not just a tradable bottom where you get a bounce and then you can go back, get out or go back short. Uh, but nobody is looking for a significant low from which another bull market can be launched. So to me, uh, that's a, a good sign that that is, in fact, what we are doing. And of course, fundamentally, it all makes sense because, you know, over the next few months is when the bloom is going to come off the U.S. recovery rose. Right. That's when. A lot of people are going to have to ratchet down their expectations for U.S. economic growth and Fed rate hikes, which is, all, which is what is driving the narrative of a strong dollar and a bear market in gold is this false belief that because the U.S. economy is strong, the Fed's going to tighten. Well, when people recognize or realize that, well, wait a minute, it's be because the U.S. economy is now weak again, the Fed's not going to tighten, but more QE, uh, that is going to be very, very bullish uh, for gold and bearish for the dollar. Interestingly, too, the Japanese or the Chinese yuan hit an eight-month high yesterday. So even as the yen is falling and other currencies like the euro falling, the yuan is rising. It's actually positive on the year by about a percent or two against the U.S. dollar, which means the Chinese currency is really strong against the yen or the euro because the dollar has been strong against those currencies, yet still dropping against the Chinese currency. I know that Obama is going to be meeting over there in Beijing um, shortly. And um, I don't know, you know, maybe there's some politics involved here. But I think the Chinese are discovering right, that a currency war is not the war that you want to win. And clearly, the Chinese are not fighting that. Their currency is rising against other currencies. The key, though, is going to be when are the Chinese going to allow for a more uh, considerable rise relative to the dollar. I mean, right now they're getting a big increase in the Chinese currency versus the yen. And I think what might happen is as they, as they look at their trade position vis-a-vis -vis Japan, and as the Chinese actually see that the strength in the yuan relative to uh, the yen is not hurting China. In fact, China is the loser. I mean, Japan, rather, is the loser. When the Japanese yen falls against the Chinese yuan, the Japanese people lose and the Chinese people win. And when the Chinese authorities see this, right, and it isn't a disaster for China that their currency has gone up against the yen, same thing against the euro, the Chinese currency is appreciated as the euro, they might come to the conclusion that, wait a minute, if it's okay for our currency to go up against the yen, if it's okay for our currency to go up against the euro, then maybe it's also okay for our currency to go up against the dollar. And of course, it is okay. It's okay for China. It's more than okay. It's great news for China, but it's going to be horrible news for Americans who depend on uh, the Chinese to prop up the value of the dollar so that we can continue to consume. Today's financial advisors behave like pro-wrestling TV commentators. They scream that the recovery is strong, debt is manageable, inflation is low, and that the Federal Reserve has everything under control. They may be oblivious, but the danger is real.
Looking beyond the media hype can open a world of broader investing ideas. Euro-Pacific Capital is a registered investment advisor that offers stock-focused wealth management services that closely follow the strategy of our founder and CEO, Peter Schiff. We concentrate on those countries that are more closely in tune with Peter's vision of how capitalism is supposed to work. And these investments are not hard to find, provided you know where to look. Isn't it time you change the channel and let Euro-Pacific put a little reality back into your portfolio? If you live in the United States and have $25,000 or more to invest, call 800-727-7922. That's 800-727-7922. Non-U.S. residents access similar strategies through Euro-Pacific Bank at europacbank.com. Euro-Pacific Capital and Euro-Pacific Bank are affiliated companies.